You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the First in Ten podcast right here on the Blogging the Boys podcast network. Your host, Dave Sergio, alongside two of the premier members of Blogging the Boys Nation, and that would be Tony Catalina and Aiden Davis. Fellas, uh, before we get into anything else, I do want to wish you both a very happy anniversary, fellas. Uh, It's been one year. We started with uh, the Two Minute Warning podcast for a little while, and then we got the boot and uh, moved. Not really the boot, but uh, moved up to the, uh, the primo spot on Monday mornings. Uh, to be your first voices or lack thereof voices right now, if you're me, because I've had it myself a weekend and a, well, you know, we play the Packers. So that's usually what happens. Um, uh, yeah. So first of all, bravo for making it this far together as a unit. I think it was pretty, uh, pretty badass. One of the, uh, one of the definitely a good staple on the blog and the boys podcast network. Now, yeah, definitely. We're all feeling good about that part. Now let's get into the crappy part of the Sunday slate. And that's the uh, the Dallas Cowboys dropping a game to the Green Bay Packers, the piss poor Green Bay Packers team, 31-28. Packers haven't won a game in a friggin' month, um, even more than that. And they decided to ball out like, you know what? It's not like we could say we went into this game completely not expecting something like this to happen, right? So it was a, we're all trying to mentally prepare for it. We're all trying to get into this game and say, look, it's Rodgers. He likes to deliver against the Cowboys. So it wasn't like this was – um out of craziness realm but i think it's the way it happened that makes us even a little bit more pissed off going into this podcast i'll share my thoughts obviously going forward within this podcast but tony i'll go to you first as far as your knee-jerk reaction to the overtime loss to the green bay packers in green bay yeah you know i I tweeted it out throughout the game when when you keep an inferior team in the football game with miscues penalties turnovers this is the type of stuff that happens you give them a little bit of belief Um, i know it's aaron Rodgers. i know it's a hall of fame quarterback there's emotion involved in it right i think understanding as big a game as it was for mike mccarthy you have to feel that aaron Rodgers shared some of that sentiment so you go to lambeau field it's a primetime game you know america's game of the week you have to be on your p's and q's you had to be um you know efficient and doing the right things and the Cowboys just didn't do that today you know Dak throwing two interceptions and plus territory that they score 14 points off of it's it's super frustrating right because this offense showed glimpses of a team that is really capable the defense um you know wasn't their best outing honestly I mean you kind of you kind of see what happens um I know Anthony Brown's been getting hammered lately but we saw what happens when it's Kelvin Joseph, Deron Bland, and and Trayvon Diggs out there doing his thing. And the rest of the, you know, it's like, all right, I don't even have to look at Trayvon Diggs because Deron Bland's going to slip, you know, and then, you know, they're going to, and it's Aaron Rodgers. You knew he was going to pick the, the weak link anyway, and I think he helped weed it out for us if we didn't already know. So uh, overall, I'm just super frustrated. Uh, you, nobody penciled this game in as a win, but you felt good about it. You felt like this was the year that the tide could change, and it's just more of the same for us. Aiden, what's your thoughts, man? 
So after the third quarter, when the Cowboys were up by 14, I, it's not like I was taking a victory lapse because I knew those Aaron Rodgers and no safe is no lead is safe with Aaron Rodgers. But I started to think like, okay, what's, what's going to be my takeaways from this game if we do win? And I started thinking like, man, McCarthy is different than Jason Garrett. Like this would have been a game we lost with Jason Garrett. All the emotions are high. All Cowboys fans are taking victory laps that, okay, this, we can finally beat the Packers now. And then we blow that 14 point lead. And now I'm back to square one thinking like, is this team different? Is this coach different? Cause based off what I saw tonight, I, 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 there's just no evidence for me to believe like we can get over that hump of beating the teams that we're not only supposed to beat, but also the teams that we're going to need to beat if we want to get back to where we want to be, which is a Super Bowl. Right. Um, there is so much to digest with this one. Um, you know, obviously going in with the, the the high emotions for Mike McCarthy and all that stuff, going back to Lambeau and, you know, Aaron Rodgers giving him his flowers and then a nice little hug and pregame. And it's just like, all right, great. Um, but the story was that, you know, that lead is not even supposed to be that lead. Like, you know, we're, we're talking about the entire week going into this game. A lot of people are – the big story is – not only Green Bay, but like Odell, right? They're talking about like adding pieces at the wide receiver position. And you're like, why? You know, like, like it, yes, it would be great. And you got guys politicking for him and stuff. And I mean, OBJ be an absolute friggin' fool to come on over here right now. But I mean, I digress. It depends on what kind of money uh, the Jones is throwing him. But what I will say is this. When you're looking at a um, uh, a team like this uh, and, and, and the way that they play today, it, it sets you back. I think it sets you back a lot and, or set me back at least, you know, we're, we're sitting there like, um, you know, Hey, you know, we're rolling with Dak, we're rolling with Dak. Right. And, and, but then like you, you sit, you sit there and you pump the brakes because you say, okay, well, we just beat the bears and we just beat the lions. Right. Like these, these are teams that you should beat. And then you go into a buy and it was almost detrimental. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, we took a week off. We got back out there and in and, and any game in the NFL, if you put up 28 points, you should win that game if you have all the confidence in the world with your defense. All of a sudden, you got Anthony Brown. You say, like, oh, you see, like Tony said, it. you see the product that they put out there when Anthony Brown goes out. But I, the last time I saw Anthony Brown, I was looking at the back of his jersey. You know what I mean? So he got toasted again. And it's just like, how many times do I have to see that? And the, the apologists are out there for Anthony Brown. And, and don't get me wrong, I'm sure he's a swell fella. But like there's not, you know, too many times I've seen the back of his jersey not making a play because then when he does make a play, you're like, oh, I see. I told you, you know, I just I don't see it with Anthony Brown. I think it's a big, 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 big need in the offseason is to address the, the cornerbacks in particular, because I do like the J. Ron curses of the world. I do like Hooker. I do like the secondary. But like after digs, you just like it's a it's a I don't know. Let's take a shot here. You know what I mean? Let's let's see who we got. And um, again, so much to digest with this with the run defense. We've been saying it. If we're saying it and the rest of the media is saying it, you can't make any more trades. You can't make any more signings. Tony, is this the product? Is this what we got now going forward? It's like you can't just reteach yourself how to stop the run. And don't talk to me about scheme because it's like these guys just aren't making tackles. They're just they're missing tackles. Aaron Jones and, and Dylan just running all over us. And before that, it was it was uh, Justin Fields. You know, it's like. When does that stop? When do we start like addressing this deep? What my expectations for the defense were high, and then you get the game like this, and then they just drop off the face of the earth. To me, I don't know how are you feeling about this D right now. 
Yeah, I mean, you kind of start at the at the first level, right? The defensive line, they get Demarcus Lawrence and guys like Michael Parsons that play the play the run well, you know, and they and they do their best to kind of set the edge and kind of keep that flowing. The problem is, is you got linebackers who who aren't filling gaps well, you know, guys that aren't going up and shedding tackles and I mean shedding blocks and, and trying to make plays, and then you got cornerbacks who are capable tacklers but aren't like willing tacklers right i mean trayvon diggs is throwing an elbow in there throwing a shoulder in there like it just they lack the physicality and the commitment it takes to really be a true defensive run stopping team and and that's you know i don't want to question effort because i think this team when they're flowing and going they're a really confident bunch and a team that looks like they believe but in some cases it's it comes down simply to tackle and technique. Like you said, it's not really about the scheme sometimes, and you can you can help them put them in better situations. But um, this this team has a recipe now. You know they have a recipe for success to go against this team, and and you'd be crazy for a team. I mean, next week we're playing Dalvin Cook, and the week following that we're playing Saquon Barkley. So uh, <laughs> what, what would you do if you saw this Cowboys defense? You know what I mean? So they it's threw a the tough ball. Deal. The Packers threw the ball forty. No, they ran the you no know, threw the ball forty times. Um, against the Giants, and they threw the ball 20 times against us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So they, they figured it out. They figured out that they should probably go to the run, and they knew that going into this game. You know what I mean? Like, you, if you're a logical coach with a half of a brain, you realize that the Cowboys' run defense can absolutely be had, and they took advantage of it. Now, Aiden, I throw it to you with the you know, flip side of this coin right now. There's a lot of people out there that, that were going ape, you know, ape shit about Dak. They were. They were like, "What? Why? Where is he going? Where is he throwing?" Are you seeing the same thing that everybody else is seeing? Where basically both of these interceptions are quote not his fault, but again, can you like where? It's so hard to word these questions when I want to just absolutely tear into this team right now. But what I'm saying is like, are you are you confident in knowing that Dak is putting the ball where it needs to be anyway, regardless of what he's got to read, he's got to see that okay, looks like this guy's dragging just a little short. I probably shouldn't throw it there, and he does it anyway. So, what's your takes on uh, takeaway about uh, Dak Prescott game after this? It was, I I'm gonna. It was a horrible game from Dak Prescott tonight, and I know that you see the 28 points. You see that I think it was three passing touchdowns. And you say, okay, wow, Dak probably had a pretty good game. It really wasn't. He came out incredibly flat to the point that, I mean, it was tied at halftime, and tied was like, oh, wow, we're tied in this? Perfect. Came out flat. I'm not really putting the interceptions necessarily at his feet, but at the same time, they there were blatant interceptions. It's not like we can completely excuse those throws. And then at the in the fourth quarter, he had three, four opportunities to just march down the field on a long drive, score a touchdown in the game, or like when the Cowboys were up 14, march down the field, score a touchdown. At that point, the game's effectively over. Or in overtime and in the last two minutes, actually win the game. And he did none of that. This was a bad game from Dak Prescott, and I don't care how many points or touchdowns he threw for tonight. I, I wholeheartedly agree. That's an empty stat to me. Um, CD Lamb, yeah, great, great. I mean, again, one of those like, oh, look at that. We finally got over the the hundred yard receiving mark. Yay! You know, like anybody who celebrates that right now is a fool. Is an absolute fool because it's just like, who cares? You know what I mean? Like a stat is a stat. Who gives a rat's ass about a stat right now when we're trying to get a win over a very bad and reeling Green Bay Packers team? Now you give the Green Bay Packers hope and hype and all this other crap. And look, do I think the Packers can get to to the NFC North? I don't. But they're going to be right in the thick of things at the end of the year. You just feel it. 
You feel it right now. And I, and I look at the Packers team and I'm like, well, you know, who do we got to cover this week? Well, you know, there's always, there's always like, and the, the one guy that sticks out to me was like, well, if they're going to throw, it's going to be like Lazard, right? I mean, he's the guy that's like, you've been there the longest. Bro, Christian Watson now memed us. You know, the, those like the the three, the the him counting his touchdowns in the end zone is the same thing that Aaron Jones did a couple of years back when he scored five or whatever it was, whatever the crazy number was. And by the way, solid no call on the hold my balls thing when he did that little gesture into the end zone. Like, oh, solid. No call there. No unsportsmanlike conduct. None of that crap. And look, I'm all for having fun. Trust me. Trust me. I am. But, you know, call it both ways. Um, Tony. Now, in the beginning of this game, you, you saw there was a lot of, I don't care about the situation. We're going for it. We're going for it. We're going for it. Like, it's just, it was it was second nature. Second nature. We're going for it. Quarterback sneak. Boom. S- quarterback sneak. Second effort. Great. Go, Dak. You're doing your thing. End of the game. Overtime. What are we thinking? At that moment, I said, if they go for this right now and they don't get it, I hope Mike McCarthy really, really likes Green Bay because I really want to leave him there at that point. It's like that. And then, of course, you flip side of the coin. If he gets it, he's a genius, right? And he's, he's coach of the year. But, like, he let his emotions get the best of him right there. I really, truly believe that. Aaron Rodgers was throwing a bitch fit on the sidelines two minutes prior to that. You really think Rodgers was going to come out there and lace you up for a full length of the field? I think we could have got to him and got it done if we pinned him back. But here we are being aggressive because Mike McCarthy's all up in his emotions. Do you agree with this fourth down call in overtime? It's it's not that I agree. It's just kind of what McCarthy has been like. And I just want to in, inject some like analytical numbers in. This is from Seth Walder from ESPN Sports Analytics. Um, the win probability to go for it on the fourth and four was 59.7%. To kick the field goal, the win probability was 60.1%. So we're talking about, you know, the difference of a, not even a half of a percent difference, whether you kick it or not. It just didn't go for it, you know, in, in the Cowboys' manner. So I think if... um. If he got it, we'd be sitting there going, man, he went for the jugular and they punched it in. And that's what balls is right there. He showed balls. And then if you go out there and, you know, Brett Maher shanks a, you know, 53 yard field goal. And now they get it eight yards closer because it's based on the hold spot instead of the line of scrimmage. Then you're giving them a better chance. So it's like is the only thing, like you said, is, you know, maybe punt the ball, try to put him inside the 10. But then you kind of, you know, I think it just. I think he what he did was and I'm okay with the situation in the sense that he's like, I don't care that it's the overtime. I don't care that this high pressure situation like this is how we handled it all season, all game long. And um, it just came back to bite him. But, you know, we, we were pretty hyped about it. You know, when when they use big, strong Dak Prescott to run it up the gut three, four times in the in the game prior. So it's a tough situation because it's always hindsight is 2020. But um yeah, I mean, you're, it's going to be analyzed. It's going to be talked about, but ultimately it didn't work out for the Cowboys, so I guess you could say it wasn't the right decision. Yeah, I mean, it is a results-driven league, and that's the result of that play. Um, it didn't matter anyway. They could have actually literally – I mean, what they did was they ran right down the field like it was nothing uh, against, again, this 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 defense that we're all celebrating for the entire eight weeks, nine weeks of the year, you know? I don't know about you, Aiden, but six and four – feels really really bad right now and i don't know what it is about this maybe it's because you know the giants get a win again yes uh today and then you got the eagles that are more than likely tonight going to take care of business and move the nine and over to uh the commanders like you just feel like the division has kind of escaped you you know and, and that's fine i'm i'm actually i made peace with that before this game even started that like the eagles the cupcake schedule that the eagles were about to run through was probably going to grant them the nfc east and i'm cool with that 
But like after a loss like this, and now a six and four team with, you know, income or not six and four. I'm sorry, six and three, right? Six yeah, and six and three. Yeah. Sorry. Even six and three feels like crap right now, you know, because then in come the, the, the Vikings who just can't seem to find a loss. You know, like all of a sudden, you know, today's game was one of the craziest games you've ever seen with them in Buffalo. Right. So it's like you got a team that are feeling themselves. They're feeling great about themselves. Like, where do the Dallas Cowboys go from here? What is your gut saying for the rest of this season? I know it's you know, I know we're still what's it six and three and nine, eight games left. Right. So you basically have half the season left. Right. Like where do you where do you stand with this team right now after a performance like this? My number one thing is, in my opinion, we can kiss the division goodbye. I think if the Eagles, I would assume they're at this point looking at their schedule, they're going to lose like maybe max two games, and even if one of those comes to the Cowboys, they'd still take the division. So I'm giving the division to the Eagles at this point, and this is also based off the reason I'm giving it to them is also based off my number two point which is I just I have zero faith that we can win the big games when the go and beat the teams that maybe we're slight underdogs against maybe we're a touchdown underdog get like I get it the working with Cooper Rush and the whole underdog mentality where you're going up against teams that are average in the NFL that was cool winning with them but I just don't think we can take this next I've this team has given me no faith that we can hang with the Yes, we can hang with the best teams. I don't think we can beat the best teams right now. That's I right now I would assume and I'm already chalking up next week as a loss. Really hoping I'm wrong. I'm going to predict a loss for next week. I just I don't have faith that this team can rise up rise up and perform when they need to perform and that's just what I'm doing. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Tony, you feeling the same way as far as confidence level? Uh, again, the Cowboys sitting at six and three. Still, if you look at the conference standings, you're going to have the Eagles up there. You're going to have the Vikings, right? And then you're going to have the Giants. And then lo and behold, you have the Dallas Cowboys. You know what I mean? So it's not like we're sitting there on the on the ninth seed or the tenth seed, and we're just fighting and crawling and scratching just to get in the playoffs. We're going to be a playoff team. I said it on the I think blog and the boys put out the the Instagram post like how many wins are the Cowboys get? And I said, man, they can get 10, 10 wins in their sleep. Right. Do you still feel that way about this team? Like when the Texans come in and they play the Jaguars and they play the Titans, like those teams that look like they could be had on the schedule. Are you losing any confidence towards those games? Is this just a hiccup? Do we is this a wake up call? Like, obviously, we haven't seen any of the uh, the post game stuff yet or, or read about what Dak Prescott has said. Where's your confidence with this? Yeah, for me, it's. I went from thinking this team had the possibility of being great to saying, okay, this is a good football team that just hasn't been able to put it all together yet. I still think that this is a, you know, like you said, it's a playoff team. It would be a catastrophic fall for this team to not be a playoff team. Right. So um, I think this team's going to have a chance to prove to us that they are, they aren't who we think they are, but right now they're a team that will, 
beat up on bad teams. They're a team that will go out there and play winning football against the teams they should. But when it's a situation like this, and that's not saying like the Packers are good. I mean, the Packers are three and six off a five game losing streak. You insert a little bit of an emotion to it with a little bit of a rowdy fan base. And all of a sudden you piss down your leg. So that's the part. And that's the stuff that we thought. And at least I thought that we were past. You know, we've seen that in the past. Like me and you talk about a lot about the wounds and the scars that we have from this team. And we just thought, you know, maybe last year they'll, they'll change the narrative. Maybe this year they could change the narrative. This is the team that we grew up and seen our entire life. So insert quarterback, insert head coach. Well, we're, we're, we're losing Tony a little bit here. And I think it's just the frustrations coming through his internet service as well. Uh, Tony is, is a little frozen up right now, but. I think he would, what he was trying to say is that, you know, uh, the the same stuff that we've been talking about, we talked about this last week. We talked about this last week on the show um, about being just skeptical about playing these games because it's Aaron Rodgers and, like, there's this curse. on. T- I said it at my house, uh, my dad's house tonight. I was like, it's death, taxes, and Aaron Rodgers shoving it up our ass. <laughs> it's like every time. This is just, it's insane at this point how much this guy can do with nothing. Christian Watson, you know, like, what are we doing here? Like, it's just the whole thing is frustrating, and I think the Dallas Cowboys, this was an absolute gut check, and if they don't take it as such, then I don't know. Like Right now, you're searching for reasons. Going into this season, you were searching for reasons to keep Mike McCarthy around, right? And in the big games, can McCarthy get this team over the hump? Now you're sitting there after nine games, and you're six and three. So if you looked at that on the surface, forget this game aside, Aiden. If you looked at this game, uh, at this team right now, after nine, ten weeks of football, and they're six and three with the schedule that's a- ahead of them, is this one of those games where you're just like, look, man, horrible in so many ways, but we got it, we got it, like just right the wrongs. The schedule's in front of us. We have the same quote cupcake schedule as these other teams. Like, do you, do you still can you find any confidence in that? I mean, I. This is still going to be a playoff team, uh, barring a complete collapse. Yeah, our schedule is going to allow us to sneak in as the 5-6 seed in the playoffs. And I still think this is a good team. If I'm st- top 10 team in the NFL, top 7 team. I d- haven't formed a power rankings. I certainly dropped them after this week, but I still think they're a good team. I just I just think our ceiling's capped. Like I Maybe we get a win in the playoffs. I don't think we're beating four straight teams that are just as good, if not better than us. I, there's just, this was a statement game for, this was Mike McCarthy coming into Lambeau and he had the opportunity to show I'm the better, I'm better than you, Matt LaFleur. I'm the better coach in this situation. I'm going to win in your hometown and I'm going to beat an inferior opponent as good coaches should do. He didn't do that, and so now we'll see. I I don't really know what to make of the rest of the season. I'm low on hope right now. Tony, where you sit, man, on on a kind of on a hope situation, you know, going into the again, trying not to think about this game aside. Uh, if you looked at this, if you if you are a brand new fan or a guy to cover the team, like, hey, uh, you got to go cover the Cowboys for the rest of the year. They're six and three with this schedule ahead of them. How do you feel? I. <laughs> I don't feel so bad. I think we're, I don't say none, any of us are caught up in the emotion of it, but we all, I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think we all had them losing to the Packers at this point. And I think all of us had them, you know, hovering around the six and three, you know, five and three. You may have had them beating them, but I, I had them at five I and, did. you know, I did. So my thing is, it's this game was for me, this was a, 
you know, it could have gone any way game. I think the, what we expected to see and that what the expect expectations they proved to us changed the narrative. I still feel this is a good football team. I still feel like this football team has better football ahead of them. Um, you know, I still think they can get on a run because we've seen teams that were not great football teams go on runs and win Super Bowls and, you know, a la Giants, a la Eli Manning. Like, you just got to get hot at the right time. I think if you're a quality enough or a good enough football team, you can make some magic happen. So we still got, you know, seven, eight games to figure this out. Like you said, I think Aiden mentioned before, the NFC East is slowly, you know, if but surely kind of separating from us. That's not our concern right now. Go win football games. You got a good quality Minnesota Vikings team that we're going to have to travel in and then we're going to have to host the Giants. So um, we got a tough little stretch here and um, I think this is a setback, but it isn't like a death blow by any means. Do you think, do you, are you feeling that way? Do you think they can get right in the next two games? I think Minnesota's going to be tough because I think, you know, I, I still believe Kirk Cousins is a fraud when the games matter, but like, you know, he, um, they ain't they, won and they found ways to win games even, you know, and that's the same thing we say about the, the Eagles. I think the Eagles are flawed. You can poke holes in them, but they keep winning. So, I mean, we're a team that we think we're great or we think that we're really good and we lose football games. So it's like, at what point are you, what your record says you are? So, you know, next week, I mean, would it not be so Dallas to go to Minnesota after that game and go beat the Vikings? Like that would be, that would be like, I've seen them do those type of situations where you're like, oh man, this is a tough point. Yeah. Um, just so everybody's aware again, internet kicking internet issues over there with Tony Catalina in Boston right now. Uh, but he is with us. Um, these are things will be edited out and stuff, but, um, overall, I mean, you know, you look at this team right now on the surface and, I also, Aiden, I question a little bit of, the, of a discipline issue. You know, the, the holding penalties and the and the just, I, I don't know, man. I, are you finding that to be alarming at this point? Like every time Malik Davis had a fantastic run up the gut that got negated, which, by the way, you can't even watch a game anymore in the NFL without like, you can't celebrate too, too quickly. You just can't because you got to wait for that little yellow icon to pop up and say there's a flag. So what are your thoughts about the 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 discipline of this Dallas Cowboy team going forward? I mean, the issue was is the penalties came at the worst possible moments for the Cowboys tonight. Obviously, that holding call was the biggest. The Cowboys were marching down the field, and I started actually having confidence that, oh, maybe we're not going to blow this game to Aaron Rodgers. Maybe we're just going to win it in overtime like we did in New England last year. Nope. Then a holding call completely ruins that drive. I get it. Like, we had a third and four, so, like, they still had a chance to um, overcome that penalty. But, like, when you're starting 20 yards back on second down, like, you're not, that's not winning football. And that happened time after time again, where it seemed like, oh, this is a really big drive, either offense or defense. We either need to stop Rodgers or we need to score and get back in this ballgame. And then penalties would pop up and completely derail that. So, yeah, I don't really know how to fix this. It seems like McCarthy, he, recognizes it's an issue it's the team seems to be addressing it but like nine penalties for 80 yards it was something like that tonight in a game that meant more to mike mccarthy than any game he's coached in a while like what how how do you fix that if it wasn't fixed tonight yeah i mean and, and maybe that's another way to just kind of look at this like and i think this is kind of like what we thought might have happened to the eagles when we played the Eagles, when we went into that Eagle game, we were like, well, maybe they're feeling themselves too much. Maybe there's too much emotion. Maybe they get too overhyped because it's Dallas week and maybe they trip up. Maybe that's what happened with the Cowboys this week. You know, maybe the, the fact that 
all eyes were on Mike McCarthy and that whole situation with coming back to Lambeau and all this other crap. You know what I mean? Like maybe that's the stuff that derailed this Cowboys team. And I, again, the Dak interceptions, not fun. You know, the run defense, not fun. Christian Watson getting open, absolutely no fun. Like there was a lot of bad things that happened in this game. It's hard for me to think about anything positive. It didn't seem like, I mean, Tony Pollard got a whole bunch of carries, but again, and if, if I'm going to die on this hill, this is why this team runs through Zeke. Because in this, is, in this regard, while I understand that Pollard is a great back, he's a slasher, dasher, he can actually move, he just, he's a you know up north runner, right? But there's something about Zeke being on the field that makes you just respect it a little bit more. I, I don't know, man. Like Pollard, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm very, uh, like, I'm excited about what he is. And I even made a joke because I saw Malik Davis pick up a block, right? And I was like, Oh man, if Malik Davis turns out to be a good pass blocker, like Zeke could really kiss his ass goodbye, you know, because that's what a lot of people think that all Zeke is worth. But I, I truly think that Zeke is worth more than that. And I think it showed a little bit in the bigger spots. Also, a big issue for me is that yes, CeeDee Lamb had himself a fantastic game on the stat sheet. Congratulations to, to CeeDee for having that game. But in the same regard, who else can Dak find? I mean, how many times can you find Dalton Schultz underneath? And Schultz, honestly, I like him. I do. He's turning into Witten to me in a way where the yak is just not going to happen. You know, every time he catches the ball, he kind of just falls over himself. And, like, we do have the young guys behind him, obviously, you know, uh, between McEwen and Ferguson. Was Ferguson even there today? I didn't hear his name called once. You know, it was just like MIA after MIA. And, And I don't know, man, there's just so much to really dissect. And I guess... You know, the the disappointing part is you got to sit on this for a week, you know, and that's the part that stinks. When you come off a win, you can walk around your office or wherever you're at, like Connor McGregor, and just swing your arms around saying the Cowboys are rolling. So now you just got to hope that, A, that we come out of this thing. I mean, you know, they were talking to part, taping up Parsons' ankle, and Zeke's got the knee, and I don't know. Other than that, Tony, are you reading anything else about any injuries? I mean, obviously, uh, Anthony Brown goes out with the concussion. Anything else on that front? You know, hopefully my my Wi-Fi is stable here. But, um, yeah, so <laughs> I haven't heard anything else, right? I've only seen Anthony Brown. That's the only thing I've seen so far, so that's a blessing. But um, I do want to touch on something you said there. Um, you know, I have a fundamental issue with a team making a game bigger than it is. It just reeks of a team that just never been there before, right? And there's something to be said about just acting like you've been there. When when they when they went out there and said we're gonna win this one for the coach and we're gonna, you know, we're gonna make this game bigger than it was, I got nervous. A part of me was like, All right, I love it. Like if this is the team that can, you know, rise up, you know, like you know, of like the cream of the crop, like great. But this team, like I think they made the game bigger than it had to be, you know. I why make it bigger than it has to be? That's my whole fundamental situation. It's the team hasn't been there and they act like it. And that's frustrating. You know, they, you got to win a football game. You got to go out there and handle business. And they just weren't able to do that. Yeah. All right. Well, look, the game is obviously behind us. I'm sure there'll be a couple more podcasts here on this network that will cover uh, this game a little bit, but all signs now point and all roads now point to another road game uh, against Minnesota um, where, I mean, look, if you're looking at the bugaboos of this Dallas Cowboys team, it's one, their run defense, and now in come Dalvin Cook. And I'll even give some nods to, like, Alexander Madison at this point. You know, like I just think it's anybody who's running because tonight it was it was a little bit of mix between, you know, obviously Aaron Jones and and uh, the bowling ball. What the hell was his name? I don't know. AJ Dillon. Him, too. Um, him, yeah. So, like, there. And then you worry about, like, we had a, we had problems with Christian Watson. 
Are we going? What are we going to do when it's Jay Jetta lining up on our defense right now? Is it going to be like, oh, cool, Diggs, just follow him? Cool. Well, guess what? They got a Hawkinson over there now. They got Adam Thielen over there now. They got a lot of weapons over there in Minnesota. And if, if any team is feeling themselves, it's cringeworthy to see this guy dance around with no shirt on. But I tell you right now, Kirk Cousins is feeling himself. He feels like he could beat anybody. And in come a Dallas defense that I'm not going to say is actually physically hobbled, but maybe emotionally just beat the shit after that game that we just watched against the Packers. I don't know. Your thoughts about Minnesota going into it, uh, Tony? Yeah, you know, I'm 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 a little nervous, and I know, like you said, we're we're down on the secondary as a whole. I know, I know, you're not a big Anthony Brown guy. Jordan Lewis is hurt, but you know, you go into a game with you know, we I think we realized that if nothing else, they're steady and they're consistent, right? Because now we got Deron Bland, biggest play of the game. Dude gets danced out of his shoes, and and Lazard hits it, you know, to put him in field goal range. And you know, like you said, Anthony Brown did give a play. He wasn't without his own uh, toast this week, but at the same time it's going to come more frequent. I, I think there's a reason why these guys weren't starting. And I see the fan base, everybody loves the backup. Everybody loves the, the guy who's not playing reps. Like um, it, it just, you got to understand that it's, it's going to be frustrating when we play in the Vikings. They're a good football team. I think uh, Justin Jefferson made the greatest catch I've ever seen in my entire life. On, you know, on Sunday, that was amazing. But um, at the same time, this is a fully loaded team. That's really filling themselves and the Cowboys are going to have to find a way to, to make it work because they got three games in 12 days and we're in the thick of it right now. Aiden, your thoughts about Minnesota as we wrap this up. I think in terms of Minnesota, it's going to come down to how good our pass rush shows up against the Vikings. Cause that's something that, especially in the second half, I don't think Aaron Rodgers had time to, paint a picture back there in the backfield <laughs> yeah, with that. Really I mean, it was insane. And it seemed like we were rushing five, six guys at points, which isn't really our style. Dan Quinn doesn't love to blitz. We just rely on the four men we have to generate pressure. And that just wasn't happening tonight. So if we want to get to Kirk cousins, if we want to help out a weak secondary secondary, that's a little bit ailing right now, the best way to do so is to make it difficult on Kirk cousins to get the ball in the first place and pressure force him into passes. So that's what worked against when we, I mean, we played Jamar Chase. We played Cup, who had that one long touchdown. But outside of that, it wasn't much. We played A.J. Brown, who did all right against us, but wasn't his best game of the season. It's just those games like that, if you can get to the quarterback, you can pressure him. It's really difficult for that quarterback to pinpoint and target his number one receiver on a play-in, play-out basis. So that's what I'm looking for this next week. All right. Well, we got... Six days to sit on it, and we got the Dallas Cowboys coming up to play Minnesota Vikings next week. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys again, six and three, off a very, very defeating loss over the uh, under the Green Bay Packers in Lambeau Field. That one's behind us, and like I said, um, you know it, it's hard to to get pumped right now. We need another emotional win to get us back on the other side of this. I think. And I think beating a Minnesota team who doesn't seem to find any losses, I think if they can go into Minnesota and take care of business, then maybe the the narrative or the rhetoric changes heading into Thanksgiving. But we are also living in a world where going into Thanksgiving, we could be six and four and the Giants could be eight and two, you know, and we'll be down two games of the New York Giants. Not even just don't even worry about the Philadelphia Eagles will probably be 10 and oh at that time. You know what I mean? So it's just like the, the division's getting away from us a little bit. So they know what's in front of them. They know what to, how to handle business. It's up to McCarthy and this coaching staff to get it done. And, uh, you know, Dak Prescott and company, they just have to answer the call. So we'll see if that happens. So 
for Dave Sturchio and, of course, Aiden Davis and Tony Catalina. This has been another episode of the First in 10 podcast. Thanks, guys, for everything that you've supported and, sh- and shared out and tweeted and subscribed and everything over the first year of us three doing our thing. And uh, hopefully we continue to bring the, the good content to you guys, even in, uh, you know, these really nasty losses that come at the hands of Aaron Rodgers. So death, taxes, and Aaron Rodgers taking care of business over to Dallas Cowboys. We will see you guys next week with hopefully another win for the Dallas Cowboys. 